We've been talking underachievers on the tour lately. Who is at the top of your underachieving list? Well, I think I think I know who Mark has, so I'll stay away from that <laughs> because I think he probably has the biggest underachiever <laughs> ever, ever, ever. But yeah. uh, you know, um, I'm I know the guys in second place this week, but Ricky Fowler has been a disappointment. And I'll tell you something. Um, I, I saw I was watching the the tournament yesterday, and I can't believe this, but he has been on tour for ten years. Do yeah. you? That's crazy. I had no idea. I mean, I, it seems like yesterday, but. Um, you know, he does have a youthful look to him. He does, but but he just doesn't close the deal. No, he doesn't. Um, I have Chucky three sticks, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. Folks. I'm going to tell you why. Five hundred and sixty nine events on tour, made four hundred and forty cuts. Seventy seven point three percent of the time, he makes the cut. He has two hundred and twenty top twenty fives. 96 top 10s, which equates to 17% of the time he finishes in the top 10. He's only got three wins. He's got 16 seconds, 10 thirds, and he is 19th. Yes, I said that. 19th on the career money list, just shy of 40 million bananas. Unbelievable. His first win was in his first full PGA Tour season in 2002, uh, his second year uh, playing kind of on tour. He beat Phil in a playoff in 07, and he won last year. Those are it. By the way, why else is he underachieving? Not only is it just the three wins. In the majors, he has one top 10 finish, period. And he's been out there for 20-something years. So (laughs) if that's not underachieving, I don't know what is. Maybe you can beat him, Ricky. Did you guys notice there's some other sports going on? Yeah. NHL today, NBA rocking and rolling for a couple of days. Give me your championship picks. Larry O'Brien Trophy, Stanley Cup. Who's bringing it home? Larry O'Brien Trophy. Lakers are going to win it. They're playing the Bucks. Ooh, really going on on a limb there, Matty. Stanley Cup. The the uh, Avalanche. The Lanche. And the Carolina Hurricanes. Ooh, mm. they get started today against the Rangers. <laughs> sir. Yeah. Kane so, crazy. NBA, uh, sure. Um, Milwaukee versus L.A. I can't really see anything other than L.A. winning right. this thing. For chalk, some chalk. Um, in the NHL, here... I was I had Boston versus Colorado and Boston winning it all, not just because I'm a Bruins fan, but I think that the Bruins are the deepest team. Um, but watching the exhibition games, uh, I, out west, I kind of thought it was is was Colorado and St. Louis were the two teams. Both looked absolutely pedestrian in their in their exhibition game. In the East, you would think it would be Boston and Tampa. Tampa won their game five nothing. They looked really good, mm-hmm. got in a fight and everything. Boston. So I watched the Boston game uh, from start to finish. The Bruins came out, looked great for about five minutes. Then they realized it was like an exhibition game, and they kind of started uh, goofing off a little bit. Then they got down 3 nothing, and they decided to play again. So I don't really know where they right, stand yeah. at this point. But the teams that you thought were going to be good all looked pedestrian. But then again, those were teams that were playing an exhibition leading into a round robin that just seeds them for the reasons of, I don't know, yeah. just TV. to give them a number. To give them, to, really, to give them, the, them some games to play is yeah. for no other reason. Because you know, you know what? Whether you're the one seed or the four seed, there's no home ice advantage except for 
who gets the last change, so it really doesn't matter. So those guys were basically going to get uh, three extra exhibition games. The other guys were actually playing to get warmed up to go into a series. So I could see why maybe the teams that were you know not going into an actual series might have kind of treated it yeah. differently. So yeah. it, will, it remains to be seen. So after the ACC announced they would accommodate non-conference game in their schedule, the SEC announced a 10-game schedule, conference only. Why did the SEC not include a plus one for a non-conference game? I have no idea, Bill, but, um, you know, Clemson and South Carolina have played 111 consecutive years. That's a lot. Georgia, Georgia Tech, 95 consecutive years. Florida State, Florida, 68 consecutive years. Damn. Why in the world didn't they add a – at a non-conference game i don't understand it you man. know what it's like well it, so if you can't play a, a, an extra non-conference game how are you going to go play a bowl game or a championship game exactly then? i mean how do you justify that if you're well we're just going to play our own teams and how, then, okay sec then you're out yeah you know and, I mean, here's what i don't understand this was a perfect opportunity for the power five to say you know what ncaa we're going to do it our own mm-hmm. way all five of them get together Come up with something that made sense. How about come up with some kind of tournament? Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, it, d- play eight games or in conference. Play two non-conference games. There's your ten, mm-hmm. right? And then go into some kind of playoff structure where maybe you take um, two teams from each of the Power Fives that go into a ten-team playoff system or something right. and, and go do it. I mean, this is their opportunity, and I think they failed. And I think the SEC failed. I think the SEC and the ACC were trying to work something out, and the SEC was hemming and hawing, and the ACC said, here we go. We're, this is what we're going to do. Greeny, you nailed it. You brought it up a couple weeks ago. The NHL used this time off to extend their CBA. They have right. labor peace. What is college football doing? Just spinning their yeah, wheels. They are. I mean, they're not doing anything. Moving to golf. Brooks, DJ, Phil, all struggling lately, but playing better last week, and Brooks had a good first round this week. Add in Tiger to that list. So Brooks, DJ, Phil, and Tiger, which of those four has the best PGA next week? This is a really hard question. but I see you working it, real hard on it over there. <laughs> but, but, you know, I liked what Brooks did in the first round, and maybe he's just kind of edging his way into another PGA Tour win. Mm. So I'm going to go with Brooks. Okay. Feeling good about that knee. Well... Yeah, you got DJ and Brooks with knee problems. Uh, as, as good as Brooks scored in the first round, he still is not finding the fairway You're off right. the tee. And that's a concern. Although, Harding Park's a little more open than a lot of major championship venues. So, but here's the thing. Tiger won the 20, 2005 WGC at Harding Park mm-hmm. going away. Mm-hmm. Tiger went 5-0 and in the President's Cup at Harding Park. <laughs> he, Are you saying horses for courses, maybe? <laughs> it might be a course that sets up for him. Right. You know, DJ and Brooks and uh, played in the match play there, and neither one of them made it out of their pod. They both went 2-1, and one, right. didn't make out. it to the next round. Um, Phil did not play in the match play there. Played okay in the WGC there in 05, and he was 4 and 1 in the President's Cup. So, from a playing the golf course experience, you got to say the advantage goes to Tiger and Phil. Yeah. Um, we don't know what we're going to get. DJ still seems off. Right. Brooks still seems off. Phil's going to hit it all over creation. Sure. I, by default, I'm almost giving it to Tiger, even though we don't know what he's got. Right. His last outing was not that impressive. 
So No, but it was a lot of bad putting, too. Uh -huh. And usually when he putts bad, he comes back and putts pretty good the next time around. True. So we'll see what happens. Major League Baseball struggling with positive tests as they try to play outside of a bubble. Right now, football planning to play outside of a bubble. What do you see happening with football? Well, first of all, let me talk about baseball. I don't think we're going to be playing baseball here in the next two months. I just think that's uh, that's getting it's 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 becoming so problematic because of scheduling. You know, if, if in the case of the Marlins, you know they they played the Yankees. Who'd they play? They played um, the Phillies in the Philadelphia. Phillies. Yeah, and and so both teams are then quarantined for yep. a couple of days. That's going to keep happening. So, but football, I don't know how you can social distance by tackling somebody. <laughs> um, and and if that's what it's really about is being close to people, um, they don't have a chance uh, to to not have a bunch of people uh, getting this virus. Here's the bad part. So my caddies yesterday yeah. were talking about the virus and testing, and they know some people in the 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 uh, the healthcare industry. They literally said that they swabbed some kind of citrus mm. and sent it in. And the result came back positive. Ooh, there you go. They also said that somebody decided to take 10 swabs that nobody had ever touched mm -hmm. and send them in. And nine of them came back positive. So from that standpoint, what's really going on? Somebody's making money. And But what you're going to have is, to your point, is you're going to have a college football team or an NFL team at this point where you're going to end up having 30 guys test positive. 20% yeah. of the baseball season's already been lost, and mm -hmm. they've only been playing for, what, a week? A week. Right. So, you know, you lose 20% of an NFL or a college football season, mm -hmm. that's not so good. Yeah, and... That's, um, two, that's two games You're talking college. about 55 players on an airplane as opposed to 30, right? So that's a big difference. So those face shields the Panthers were wearing the other yeah, day don't right. give you guys a lot of comfort? I don't, I don't know. So, you know, this is... My point is, you know, all those baseball players that are testing positive, not one of them. They're all asymptomatic. Yeah. None of them feel bad. Um, at this point, I feel like that you, if you're going to do it, you have to be aware that there's going to be positive tests. As long as you're keeping those players inside of a bubble, to your point, Bill, they're, they're going to the airport. They shouldn't be going to the airport. No. They should be flying no, out of flying, a secondary field. No, they're flying out of private air, air strips. They should be... Bubbling them over to the airport, yeah. getting on their own plane, nobody else, you know, and taking them to wherever they play. And, and as long as they don't come in contact with places that the general public can come into yeah. contact with them, then I don't think it's a concern. I think you continue to let these players, if somebody has a test positive and actually has symptoms and doesn't feel well, then we have an issue. But as long as these guys keep testing positive and feel just fine, keep playing, in my estimation, yeah. as long as you keep them quarantined inside of their own I, I say that selfishly because i want to watch football so badly it's, it's just unbelievable so anyway questions today brought to you by caledonia and true blue experience top 100 golf at caledonia and true blue this fall in myrtle beach play both with the fall to play special book your tee time today at truebluegolf.com coming up next bill bender of the sporting news mark greenhouse matt blanchard liberty bill you're listening to the golf shop radio network